Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Wow. Come on. What a morning already. Great to see everyone. It's a two Bible Sunday. That's because as I was worshipping and looking at this incredible artwork that Deb is working on here on stage this morning. The Lord just spoke to my heart this verse and he reminded me that this was a word that he gave to us in 2018, a word for the church, Isaiah 43. And he said, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And the note that I wrote here, this is what the Lord said to my spirit. He said, the past miracles are nothing compared to what I will do in the future. There's an encouragement. I feel like we're seeing that fruit right now. I feel like we're seeing the fruit of things that we've prayed for as a church. It's coming to pass right now. And there's a hunger as we gather together. If you, if, you don't, if you can't see it, if you don't feel it, you're missing out. And I'm, I'm encouraging you to step in because God's got good things. All right, that's Bible one down. That's not my message. <laughs> We're going to get into it today. I'm going to pray and then we'll get started. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just welcome you. We welcome your presence. And Lord, we just acknowledge our need for you. We need you to speak. We need your words of life, Father. We need to be built up. We need to be strengthened. We need to be encouraged. We need to be equipped, Lord. And your word is life, Father. It's the living water that fills us up and flows out of us. Father, and so we just call on you now. Come, Holy Spirit, come and speak to each and every heart in this room. Meet with every person who's joining us online. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. All God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. Okay, well, welcome to Vision Sunday. It's an exciting day of the year for us And it's an honour to be sharing with you some of the things that we believe God is leading us to in the year ahead. And as I've said already, it's been an exciting year already. We have got off to a cracking start. It has just been phenomenal. We're seeing the power of God at work constantly. I want you to know that it's not just for Sundays. We're seeing it right through the week and there are testimonies of amazing things that God's doing on a Tuesday, amazing things God's doing on Friday. God is at work and it's in a very exciting time. So I'm honoured to share with you today. If you have your Bibles, let's get into the Word of God this morning. Matthew 17 is where our scripture is starting at verse 14. Matthew 17 starting at verse 14 It'll come up on the screen for you as well. We've got a lot to get through this morning. It says this, When they came to the crowd 
a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Oh, unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed from that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have so little faith. I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. What a brilliant passage, just full of the glory of the Lord. If demons are something that you find pretty freaky, I want you to know that we're with you on that one. But the reality is that where the presence of God is moving, you're going to find both good and evil. You're going to see the enemy shaking. And the Father is always about revealing the works of the enemy and conquering him. Okay? And so demons are a very real thing. And if, if you're doing things right, if we're loving the Lord and we're calling people to the Lord, then we're going to see some stuff that's going to make us uncomfortable at times. How many people know that? Amen. But that's not, I'm not preaching about demons today. Vision Sunday. But we have a calling, right? Matthew 10, heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. This is our calling. Jesus said, freely, as freely as you have received, freely give. And so the freedom that we know is the freedom that the Lord longs for other people to experience. And so today I want to speak to you about the topic of faith. Because I believe that God is calling us into a season that is going to require us to have a great faith to be able to see the things happen that he wants to do, things that are greater than things we've seen before. There is more. The Lord has more for us. We are stepping into the more. And our faith is what's going to help us access the more. And so we've been given two very clear words for this season here. Uh, the first one I've been speaking about for a while already, and the first one is the word multiply. And I believe that this word is the Lord telling us what He's going to do, what His heart is. This is the great commission that we would be disciples that make disciples, that there would be fruit, that there would be multiplication whenever the kingdom of heaven breaks in, that there would be evidence of that in multiplication. I believe that there's going to be a season as God wants to resource his kingdom where there will be a supernatural multiplication on financial resources. 
that God's going to speak to people about how to make large amounts of money. There's going to be multiplication so that they can literally resource the things that He wants to do in the kingdom. I believe that we're going to see multiplication come from places we least expect it. That the Lord's going to call in a great harvest in this time that we actually have not set about planting. We're going to see him do great and mighty things. He's going to meet people in dreams and visions and they're going to come not having a clue what they're searching for, but we're going to be able to point them to Jesus Christ. Multiplication. The second word is this, is the word faith. And I believe this word is about what God is calling us into for what he wants to do in the area of multiplication. And so I'm going to jump right in this morning. We've got a lot to cover, as I said. And this is my first point, if you're taking notes this morning, is that faith is the posture that God desires us to live in. Faith, faith looks beyond human ability and puts its trust in God's ability. Faith is the belief that we have, not in our own power, our own strength, but in God's power and God's strength. How many people know that there are things that we long to see come to pass that we cannot make happen, that we need the Father to break in and do? They're only going to come to pass by the Father's hand. And this is the thing about faith. This is what it says in Hebrews 11. It says that without faith, it is impossible to please God because everyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. This is how we enter the kingdom. This is how we receive the kingdom and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So those who seek him, those who put their faith in him, they will see his blessing in their life. This is what faith is. And so when we look at our passage today, it is clear that Jesus expected that his disciples would be able to move in faith, right? Like it sounds like he was actually pretty upset with them. He says, oh, unbelieving and perverse generation. Now, if our ministry team's down here on Sunday and they're praying for someone to get healed and they leave without being healed, I have never come down the front and said to them, you unbelieving and perverse generation, what are you doing? But I believe that Jesus is actually taking his perception of the spiritual landscape at the time, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders that are doing life in their own strength and he's speaking into that generation. And when the, when the disciples are operating in their own strength and not in the power of God, then he likens them to those people and that generation. And the same is true for us when we operate in the same way. Now, if you're, if you're thinking to yourself, well... I'm not someone with a large amount of faith, then I don't want you to be discouraged this morning because Jesus uses this beautiful example of the mustard seed, which is a tiny seed that grows into a mighty tree. And I believe that we are called to have a faith that actually grows. 
that it's not set in stone, that you're just going to be that person that always struggles with faith and you're not like some of those other people that always seem to have great faith. But as followers of Jesus, our faith is going to grow as we journey with Him. I want to give you an example of how that happens is that if we put ourselves in places where we get to see the power of God at work, then our faith can grow. And so if you're someone that's never seen a miracle happen, then you're going to be blown away when someone gets healed before your eyes, right? But if you're someone who's on the Global Awakening team, some of our friends that have been ministering in Brazil recently, and they have seen thousands and thousands of healings, then they're not going to be as surprised as you when someone jumps out of a wheelchair and starts running around the building, right? Their faith has grown in measure of what they've seen the Lord do. And God calls us into a place of growing our faith. Now, I do have some bad news here for some people today. And that is that one of the key ways that the Lord grows our faith is through perseverance. And perseverance is not a fun word, right? Because we, like, we want it now, right? We want the miracle now. We want the breakthrough now. We want the power of God to be released now. But Scripture tells us that perseverance builds our faith. In James, he says, consider it pure joy. Does anyone consider it pure joy? My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. The other way that our faith grows is through testimony, through encounter. And uh, we've got a test. Is Megan Green, are you here in the room? Megan, great. Come down here, Megan. We've got a testimony to share with you. This is to encourage you this morning. Oh, that's good. What a welcome. Great. Well, it's all yours. Thanks. Oh, do you want me to hold it? I don't have to. Um, okay, so I've actually, um, in the past, I've had a problem with my back. When I was young, something happened. I don't know what it is, but the chiropractor told me that I've got this weird curve going on, so I'm really nervous. <laughs> um, anyway... So I've been going to a chiropractor for like, I don't know, two years or more. Um, I have to do back exercises, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, a few weeks ago, there was um, a word of knowledge about pain in the middle of your back. And I had that pain at that moment. Um, and it comes and goes, but I had it. And I thought, oh, that's me. Um, that's me. And I just know when someone gets a word of knowledge, God wants to heal you. So I'm like, let's go. <laughs> So I went down the front, got prayed for. I can't even remember who prayed for me because so many people prayed for me that day. And, um, and I didn't think anything of it. And then on Tuesday, I was out with my mum. And, um, and I thought, I've got no pain in my back. And so then I told her what happened. I said, mum, I got prayer on Sunday and my back has been fine ever since. And she said, actually, I have a pain in my back right now. Can you pray for me? We're in King George Square. I'm like, sure. <laughs> I laid my hand on her back and I prayed. And then about an hour later, she said, Megan, my pain's gone in my back. I haven't had it since you prayed, actually. So I'm like, thank you, Lord. So I have had no pain in my back ever since. I, haven't even, I even forgot to do my back exercises and I still have no pain. So I'm just saying, Lord, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord. It's so good. 
Isn't that cool? What a great example of responding in faith and then that faith being used to release the power of God into someone else's situation. Uh, So we have to pray right now. This is what we do at Hope Community. We believe in the word of faith that it can inspire people to receive what God has for them. So if you're here with back issues today, jump on your feet right now and we are going to pray for you. Is this half the room? He's like, all these people, my back. Oh, goodness. All right, if you're sitting near these people, just reach out a hand, maybe on their back. That's good. So, Father, we just thank you for this miracle that you did for Megan. We thank you for the miracle that you did for her mother. We thank you that it doesn't finish there, Lord, that you are still a miracle working God. And so right now in Jesus' name, we just command backs to come into alignment with your will in Jesus' name. We command pain to disappear in Jesus' name. And we just release faith for healing In this room, for those who are joining us online, that right now, in this moment, Father, that you would heal people's backs. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 All right, that's good. I just want you to take one moment. If you can test it, do it right now. Bend, stretch, do whatever you can. And if something has changed, I just want you to put your hand up and wave at me, just so we can see if anyone's received anything this morning. Anyone? Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Oh, yes. Okay. That's great. One, two. Okay. Just improvement. Is that what we're saying? Yes. Okay. We're just going to pray one more time for you people. Okay, great. So Lord, we just thank you that you are working and we thank you for the completion of your work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Put your hands together. Thank you, Megan, for sharing that. So this posture of faith is where God wants us. He desires us to live all the time. So every situation we are facing in life, that we're living in that place of faith where we see that this may be beyond my ability, but it's not beyond the Lord's ability. This is what mountain-moving faith is. And so there'll be areas where we need God to do what we can't do. There will be moments where we see that right now in this moment, we need something to happen that we cannot bring about. And so, Father, we put our faith and our trust in you to release your power in this moment. All right, number two, faith accesses the power of God to release it on earth. And so in our passage, the disciples were not able to access the power of God because they were doing it in their own strength. And therefore, the young boy did not get set free from the demonic stronghold. But Jesus could. He's pretty good like that. So I was with a friend the other day. He told me this story. I thought it was quite funny, actually. He was praying with a group of people, I think from memory, they were praying for someone, for healing for someone. And uh, he, he, he felt nervous. He felt like he was put, in, put on the spot a little bit. And so he did what we do best sometimes. And he just started using a lot of words. 
And he just, like, I'm sure it sounded spiritual. He just started using a lot of words. If you don't know what to say, just use a lot of words, right? <laughs> and so it's funny because the people he was with, um, they actually stopped him at a certain point. And one of them just said, hey, let's just stop and let's pray with faith. And it was humbling, right? But he received the rebuke and he knew you're right. That's what we need to do and that's what I'm not doing. And so they prayed a few words, Father, heal this person. And in a moment, that person was healed. Isn't that cool? The words they actually said to him, uh, this sounds harsh, but they said, can you stop babbling? (laughs) Isn't that funny? So, okay, that's some good language to use around Hope Community when someone's (laughs) praying for you. No, that's, we don't encourage that, but you get the picture. So faith helps us to picture God waiting to release his power, his ways, his strategy into a situation. And essentially, it's like his power being pulled down from heaven to earth to be released is what we would call a miracle, a move of God that is beyond the natural that we can only describe as supernatural. This encouragement in Hebrews 6 uh, sums up, well, the Hebrew author says, we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. And so it's faith that actually moves us to acquire the promises of God. Are you with me? It's faith that drives us to contend for those things, that the power, the will of God is waiting to be released and in faith we grab a hold of it and we access it. And so picture this, without faith, the power will not be accessed. It is faith that accesses the power. Think about what we see if we follow Jesus around in the Gospels. Think about what this looks like. Remember the man with the withered arm and Jesus said, stretch out your arm. He stretched out his arm. That's the action of faith and his arm was healed. You remember the the woman with the issue of blood. She said, if only I could just get close enough to touch the hem of his garment, then I would be healed. She does and she's healed. Jesus' power is released into that situation through her faith. Remember the four friends that have the faith. They're carrying the man who's paralysed on a mat. They get him up on the roof. They dig through the roof. They're digging through mud and they're digging through manure to get their friend in the presence of Jesus. They lower it down. And what happens? Their friend walks home that day with a mat on his back. This is what happens when we access faith. There's the blind man who called out to Jesus. The crowd was saying, be quiet, don't bother him. He calls out and Jesus comes to him and he leaves seeing. This is God's power being released. Peter steps out on the water, out of the boat. That's a cool one. Try that one sometime and see what happens. He walks on the water in faith. He accesses the power of God that's been released into that moment. 
the 10 lepers I shared on our 10th birthday, Jesus tells them to go and show themselves to the priest. And as they go, the scriptures say they are healed. They leave. I, I love the very first miracle that Jesus performed, water into wine. And I still think about the person who has to carry that ladle of water to the master of ceremonies, pretending that it's wine. And just like, I know this is water, but please turn into wine somehow. And it does. Faith accessing the power of God. And this is how God calls us to live. And I wonder if we all examine our own lives and we examine our faith, whether we see our lives demonstrating us accessing the power and the will of God at work. Do we have the testimonies of God actually doing that for us? So as we look to the year ahead as a church, I believe that as we move in faith, we are going to see God move in power, that he's got great and mighty things to do. And the easiest way for us to see that is when the vision that God releases is greater than anything we can do in our own strength. That's actually a gift. A God-sized vision is a gift because then we get to do it in His power and He gets all the glory. So I want to share with you some of the things that we're excited for for this year ahead and some of the things that will extend out a little further. I'm going to fly through some of this, so stay with me. Number one, I want to talk about kingdom family. This year, we're going to be more strategic than ever before when it comes to where we are giving our financial support and who we partner with, both locally here and to the ends of the earth. And so we have some key areas that we're going to direct our missions giving and our tithe as a church. We're going to lead in generosity as we feel we're all called to do. And we're going to freely give just as we've received as a church. So number one this year, we are going to commit to supporting SU and the chaplains in our two local schools that we feel God's called us to. So Burpengary State School, Burpengary State Secondary College, uh, we will be committed to regularly supporting them with our finances as a church. Uh, number two, we're going to continue to support the Leahy family. How many people love the Leahy family? And they're going to be back in the house this year in June. They will be with us in Australia. They are pioneering a church plant in Canada and they need us to have their backs and we'll be there for them. Number three, we're going to be supporting the work of Dignity Freedom Network. They were an organisation who came here last year in Missions Month. I don't know if you remember them, but there was a huge response to their work from our church. I think from memory, on that day alone after church, 32 young people were sponsored by Hope Community alone. They told us that that was the greatest response to their presentation that they've ever seen from any church. They go to churches far bigger than our church as well. And so we want to move where God's breathing and we're going to start supporting that organisation. Uh, number four, we're going to be looking into a Hope Community Israel trip in 2024. So in October, <laughs> I'm going to be taking a small group of our leaders over there to meet some local leaders 
to scope things out, to participate in an event there. And we're going to be setting up plans for Hope Community to have their first Israel trip in 2024. Anyone in on that one? Okay, great. And we'll just, while we're there, we'll say, return now, Jesus. That would be convenient. Number five. Number five is the latest addition to our kingdom family is the Tabakaroo family who are serving in Vanuatu. We believe that God has called us to stand with this family, to support them financially um, in prayer and to cover them as a church. And uh, we've been building this relationship over the past period of time and they are really excited to partner with us as a church Um, They already have a huge number of people here in this church encouraging them and supporting them. And uh, we're going to see what we can do in other ways for them as well. Their real need at the moment is to get trades people over there. And so we're going to try and structure something up so people can have a bit of a working holiday, go over there, get a few things done and enjoy Vanuatu at the same time. Anyone think that sounds good? Yeah, great. All right, let me move on to outreach. Uh, We've got a few funny things here at Hope Community that we just see the Lord breathing on. And so, of course, Jordan's here down the front somewhere. He runs um, ballet classes on a Monday night. They're amazing. We have Fun Fit uh, running on Saturday mornings. That's a community initiative. Um, Jeff Howard runs that. Is Jeff in the room this morning? Okay. And we have just launched Hope and Healing, which is a prayer ministry that started small, but we're going to take it broader and start advertising that um, in the community also. In term two, we're going to be launching Playtime, which is a, um, a group for people with young children, mothers, fathers, carers, grandparents, to be able to come together to connect and to uh, have some fun with their kids as well. And so we've invested in this. Um, Sarah Proctor is going to lead that, and she's kicking that off in term two. It's going to be amazing. Uh, We're also investigating ways that we can support organisations that are helping people who are affected by the rising cost of living. And so that includes the homeless in our area and those who are struggling for food. And so at the moment, I've got Scotty Osborne, Scotty here. He is leading the charge on this. We're getting a read of the landscape, um, some other organisations who are already doing things and we're working out how we can possibly partner with them rather than um, create something from scratch here at Hope Community. Some of those organisations are already doing an amazing job and we want to be able to get alongside them and see if we can strengthen them further. So look out for that coming this year. Um, Church planting. We've been talking about church planting a lot. Uh, God's vision for Hope Community and church planting is still coming about. It's pretty unclear, to be honest. But one thing that's becoming clearer is the role that Hope Community can play in supporting and equipping other churches. And so we're seeing God orchestrate these relationships and we're able to be a blessing to those churches We have things to offer those churches and our heart is that in a kingdom family sense that we can bless them to the point where they are a flourishing, healthy, thriving church and we can just help hold up their arms in a sense. 
So we're already seeing this happen with Woodford Baptist Church. Got a beautiful relationship with them. Pastor Tam is involved with the Japanese Christian Church down on the Gold Coast. And we see God um, organising a few early stages with some other churches also. So this fits with our model that we've been speaking about of Hope Community becoming a resourcing and equipping hub. That's where we're heading in the future. To talk about equipping, um, along with the courses that we run regularly here to help equip and disciple people, we are adding a new ministry to help equip new Christians and people who want to learn about the foundations of the Christian faith. As I said, I believe that we're in a season where we're going to see a great harvest. Many people are going to come to faith and we need to be able to disciple them well. And so in term two, we'll be launching a new gathering we're calling Foundations. It's going to run on Sundays and it's just going to keep ticking over. People can drop into that course on a Sunday at any time and they're going to learn about foundational things to do with the Christian faith and they're going to have opportunities to be further discipled. Doesn't that sound great? All right, and the final one I want to talk to you about today is the obvious one that everyone's asking about is our facility upgrade. So what's happening with the building project? Well, today I have the latest plans available for everyone to see, and I want to talk through a couple of um, areas really quickly uh, while we've got everyone together this morning. They are all on display out in the foyer, so you can go out and have a look at them. There's even a video tour. You can watch a video tour walking through the concept plans for the building as well, which is really cool. Uh, the first area I want to talk about and probably the biggest change that's been made from our very, very first set of plans is the addition of a second meeting space. On our plans, um, you'll see that it's called the Next Gen Youth Building. It's another auditorium that will be built down the front of our property, um, closer to the road. And the reason for this is some of the feedback that we got from our plans said that we're going to have this great big auditorium, which will be wonderful. We'll have all these little meeting rooms, but we don't have any spaces in between that are going to be good for other things like um, course retreats, even things like weddings, funerals, smaller, more intimate gatherings. Um, so that's been put in these next set of plans and the kids' areas have been rejigged a little bit. For those who are crunching the numbers already and remember that we had a $2 million build target, yes, it changes the costings. Um, I would imagine that that could be um, up to a million dollars extra. We haven't had it properly costed yet. We've been working with a builder to keep us in that range but the costings will be the next stage and we'll find out how much this could potentially cost. Another area I want to highlight is the kids zone on this same plan. You'll see that in the centre of the screen there, we've got Treasure Town Kids, Adventureland Kids and Discovery City Kids all grouped together. There's a playground, an indoor playground in that area and it's fenced to have a, a secure area for all our kids on a Sunday. So that's going to be a great area as well. Um, number three, I want to show you that this auditorium we're sitting in now gets expanded. And so the existing, this, the size of this room as it is, is 360 square metres. It gets expanded to 550 square metres. 
So it's not quite double, uh, but it gets made bigger. We've been intentional about that size. It grows us from about a 300-seat auditorium right now to over 450 seats plus overflow. Uh, that is our cap. That's, believe, that's where we believe God's led us to go in terms of size. Some people are like, let's build a 2,000-seat auditorium. We've been intentional about the size of this. As we fill this auditorium up, if we hit capacity, then we're just going to start sending people out. And we're going to start planning more churches and coming up with other ways of growing kingdom family. So that's the plan for that. Um, and lastly, I want to show you uh, an area that's referred to on the plans as the plaza. And it's our whole outdoor area that extends from the front of the building currently down towards the street. And the plaza includes the entry to the site. It has a huge covered area that's uh, weatherproof. It's going to be full of cafe tables and meeting spaces and things like that. And uh, we want you to picture the potential of a cafe running through the week, people meeting in that place, people from the community coming, even to have meetings there. Um, even like if you're someone who works from home or something, this could be a great space to work from. And Toby will let you use his hotspot and it'll be really good. <laughs> So they're just some of the key areas that I wanted to show you. Obviously, there's a lot of detail in this. And so I really encourage you to get out to the foyer, have a good look through it. There is definitely opportunity for you still to give feedback. There are slips there. You can give us feedback on everything. I want you to ignore the colours and the materials that are used at the moment. It's just computer software, all right? Um, the auditorium won't be the colours that you see on there. Um, the carpet won't be the carpet that you see on there. But big picture, we're looking at the design of the site at this point in time. And so we really encourage your feedback to help us get that as good as possible. Hey, here's the exciting thing. And this is what I want to capture. I want you to capture in terms of vision. This facility, this building that we sit in now is coming up to kind of 40 years old. Uh, some people talk about 40 being the age of a generation, the number of generations. And so if you think about it, at some stage, there were a group of people that came together. They did the hard work to get this facility built. And it has serviced a generation or a couple of generations and done amazing. But how has the landscape of church and community changed in that time also? So it is time to breathe some new life into this facility and to dream about this facility being used for generations to come. That beyond us, this will be a meeting point where people are going to come and they're going to meet Jesus, they're going to be equipped, they're going to find hope. It's going to be amazing. And so I really encourage you to have a big picture view when it comes to what we're doing here in the next season. All right, I know uh, I've, I'm giving you a lot today. I'm going to start to wrap up. The third thing that I want you to hear about faith today is that faith is demonstrated in action. And so this is the big message of James 2, controversial as it is. James says this, show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. 
And so his point here, I want you to hear this, and this is why it's often controversial, is that James is not saying that our deeds or our works have anything to do with our salvation. I am sure if we could sit with him today, he would agree that salvation is uh, by grace through faith alone, that he would have no problem with that at all. But he would go on to say that the saving work of Jesus will see people transformed and that their good deeds, the work of God, will be evidence of the change in their life. And that's what we often call fruit, that there will be fruit. One of the actions of faith is the action of prayer. Prayer is where battles are fought and won. And some of us need to take our faith and to put it into the place of prayer. That we have faith for something, but if we really looked at it, we're yet to pray about it faithfully. And, uh, and we, we might not even have to do anything actively. We may just need to actually pray. And if we don't pray, then we miss out on some of those victories that God longs for us. So... If I can encourage you today, just as I wrap up, if you are here today and you're wanting to grow in your faith, my number one encouragement is to get to know the Lord through the Bible. Open your Bible, immerse yourself in the Scriptures. When you know who He is, then you will know how He moves and it will start to change your life. My second encouragement is this. If you struggle with faith, You need to turn away from the things that you put your faith in that are not God. Some of those things we hold on to when we should be holding on to God. It's time to get rid of those things. And number three, I want to encourage you, put yourself in positions that require faith. Be generous and then trust God to provide. If you've never seen God perform a miracle, Get with people who pray for miracles and see what happens. Get yourself in those places. And so as I finish up, um, I'm going to get the ushers just to hand out our cards for today, our Vision Sunday cards. And I want you to hear this. Vision does not fulfill itself. Vision is imparted and it calls us to join in. And so God releases the vision, we partner with God and he uses us as his hands and feet on earth. And here's what it looks like. It looks like people being living sacrifices, that we lay ourselves down and we see what God wants to do when we live in humility and obedience. And this is what God's calling us to do. So today as part of Vision Sunday, Um, The ushers are coming around with um, some cards that you can fill out today. And I'm going to talk you through these cards really quickly. On one side, you will see that there is an opportunity to be able to sign up to serve on ministries. You can be a barista, you can work on a kids team, all those sort of things. There's even a box on there that if you have no idea what to do, but you're just happy to serve, you can tick that box. All right. Um, On the other side of the card, the back of the card, there are some specific opportunities that I want to talk about for a moment. So first of all, um, you might have a heart 
for kids or families and joining our playtime team would be a great space for you. You can tick that box. You might want to help out with the brekkie club that meet at the high school every Friday morning and just provide breakfast to kids there. You might want to join the new foundations team and help disciple new Christians or there's an opportunity to become a connect group leader as well. Some of our immediate needs are kids ministry, youth ministry and connect group leaders. Uh, We're at bursting points with kids and youth and we just need some more help. And our connect groups, we could fill a whole stack more connect groups if we had more leaders. So I'd really love you to prayerfully consider those spaces. Um, I want you to hear this today. As we hand out these cards, uh, this is not pressure to sign up. Uh, This is not judgment on you if you're not serving here at Hope Community. We just need to be able to talk about these things. And in light of some growth that we've seen in this year, we need to be active about um, doing these things really well. And so we're calling for your help in this area. Um, Here's why I do not mind talking about people signing up to serve at Hope Community. Number one, I know that most of our rosters are once a month. Even a really busy person can commit to once a month and being a part of a team. Number two, I know for a fact that not only will you be a blessing to other people, but you will be blessed if you join a team here at Hope Community. You're going to feel more connected and you're going to see more of what God's doing in this place if you're on a team. Uh, The last thing I want you to see on that form is something that I could almost guarantee you have never seen in church before. It is the opportunity for you to let us know about a ministry that you're involved with outside of the church. And so we acknowledge that uh, many people here are going to serve at Hope Community. This is your home church. That's a wonderful thing. But many people here also, God has called you to things that are beyond these walls. And they're amazing things. He has gifted you for those things. And you are called to those places. And so we actually want to know about those things. We want to consider how we could support you in those spaces and absolutely how we can pray for you in those places. Does that sound good? If we don't know about it, then we can't even pray for you. Okay, so don't hold back. Either it's a ministry that you're leading, a ministry you've initiated, a ministry that you're a part of, a place where you feel called to, we would love to know about that. And so if you're comfortable filling out that form today, that would really help us out. If you need to take that away and think about it, then we totally understand that as well. But that's where we're at right now. I want you to know this too, that there are some people and you've come to Hope Community and you just need to be in this place, receive healing, be restored without giving out at this moment in time. And we completely understand that and we encourage that as well. This is a place of healing and sometimes you just need to receive for a season. So we get that as well. Hey, I'm going to wrap it up. And what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to close just zooming in on this faith part. And there's going to be heaps of things that are going to happen here at Hope Community this year that are going to require faith 
on our part. But I want to finish by you considering what's in your life where you're required to have faith right now. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.